Cowboys and Wildcats to another episode of the Weber State Weekly Women's Hoops Show. We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Colby Peterson. On the show today, we have returning um, with some, uh, I mean, you were there for senior night, right, Brooke? Uh, got to see it all go down. Got to see the uh, the regular season conference champs, surprisingly. Brooke Minnick here. Uh, how was that NAU game? I mean, that was a wild one. That was a wild one. And Weber actually played a really good game. I mean, it yep. still ended up as a loss, but they it's played still a really three good quarters. game. They played three quarters. I'll say that. Yeah. Maybe three and a half. All right. <laughs> three and a half. But ultimately falling to NAU. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But... Um, let's talk a little bit about today's show. So we're going to go through those three games from last week. So at Eastern Washington at Idaho, and then the, the senior day in the palace on Monday night against NAU. Then since it's the end of the regular season, the the bracket is set for Boise. So we're going to take a look at the big sky bracket and give you an idea of what's to come this starting this Saturday in Boise and how things might shake out. The Wildcats will be playing on Saturday. And uh, we'll just see how the chips fall, but we'll we'll talk about the bracket and kind of how things look for us. And then we're we're doing it again. We're bringing them back. Wildcat rants. It's time again for Wildcat rants. And so, Brooke, I hope that you have uh, something that's really annoying to you. Um, I got mine. I hope you got yours. But be ready. Before we get into all that, encourage everybody, please subscribe to the show. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Just hit that subscribe button. It's like man. Then when, when we publish these shows, they go right to your feed. They're just right there. And then you can just listen to it. It's so easy. Technology is incredible. So subscribe. And then also check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Great places to chat with us. We've been having a good time, especially tournament time. And I think we're probably going to do some Big Sky Podcast Network, um, maybe like some Twitter spaces during the conference tournament. There's been talk of that in the, in the group chat. And so there's going to be some hopefully good content around the conference tournament. Uh, so follow us on social media and you can find out about that. Then you can go to patreon.com slash Weber state weekly and become a, a patron. Um, we will be wrapping up our, we'll probably just do one more uh, premium preview for the men's side, previewing the the matchup with Sac state. I don't, I don't, we'll have to see if we have time to do anything after that. Should the Wildcats move on in the tournament, but we will continue the premium preview into softball season. So we'll be doing a little bit of that. And if you're a patron, you can get that content. I've also got some interviews planned with alumni and uh, and current players over the, the off season. And if you're a, a patron, you'll get first access at those. So become a patron. Patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. Support Weber State Weekly and um, yeah, get access to that good content. All right, Brooke. So now let's talk a little bit about last week. Like we said, three games over the course of one, two, three, four, five days. And so kind of a grinder. But the thing is, everybody had the same grinder to kind of wrap things up because of the way that the conference tournament is set up this this year, um, where it starts on a Saturday, ends on a Wednesday night, and then you wait for selection Sunday a few days later. So let's talk... um, I don't know. Let's just talk in general terms because there's definitely a burn the tape situation in this, in this group uh, at the Eastern Washington game where the Wildcats were only able to muster 31 points uh, rough, but I want to start on a positive note. Brooke, what did you like from these three games? So I know the Eastern Washington game was not good, but I'll just say that I liked from those that game that we had 
Um, 17 turnovers. They had 18, which 17 is around our average. We had 10 steals. I like that. I I like that. I mean, 17 turnovers. I don't love that so much, but I do like 10 steals. Yeah. I mean, for how bad that game was, 17 turnovers feels like an almost an only 17 turnovers. That's true. Cause the, cause <laughs> the score is so low, right? You're like, Oh man, it's probably 25. Like, no, 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 no. It's just 17. We just couldn't hit a, hit, couldn't hit a bucket. Yeah. Um, and then, so we only had 31 points, but 22 of them were in the paint. So that feels pretty good, even though 31 total. And then Jaden and Kai stood out to me. They, Jaden had almost half of our points. So mm-hmm. of course that looks good. And Kai had seven. I, I mean, not amazing numbers, but they stood out because they had the most. <laughs> um, the other games, you have I. I liked that we only had fourteen turnovers. Um, Lower, right? Nice. Yeah. Bench points, we had twenty-one. Um, we made five threes, which is five out of fourteen, but. A five is a pretty big number for how Weber has shot the three this season. So I thought that was okay. <laughs> Not amazing, but um, especially when I think at NAU we had two three-pointers. So five sounds good. Because um, I didn't feel like there was a lot to like about that game either. It, uh, LT with 14 points, that was good. Um, she was two of five three-pointers. Uh, I can't, now I can't even remember the numbers. Um, Four, four, three, for free throws, um, eight rebounds. So, not uh, not too much with that game either not that I liked. Um, but the NAU game, I liked basically three and a half. Like I said, three and a half of that that game, three and a half quarters of that game. Jaden with a double double. Ava tied her career high with fourteen points on senior um, night. Yes, and so she's my. Honorable mention, Jaden's my MVP, which I getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Same though. That's that's where I was going to. J double with the double double. I mean, that's that's yeah. a great mark for. For sure. And then uh we only had eleven turnovers. So like I mean all, for the most part, that was a pretty good game. A lot of they came out with a ton of energy. Um the other two games it was cold as usual, but that NAU game and just I don't know if they were pumped to be at home last game, senior night, but it just felt like a pretty complete game like they've had in the past. Just didn't get that win, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, the shooting really fell off in the fourth quarter. Two of mm-hmm. 15 shot just 13% in the fourth quarter. And that's where things kind of fell apart because <laughs> they were tied uh, going into that fourth quarter, uh, which let me yeah. do some quick math. Uh, so it was 27, 37 plus 47 minus two one is one so it's like 46 all i think is that right yeah 46 all mm-hmm. going uh at the end of the third quarter but shooting let him down yeah it was felt like around five to seven minute mark left in the quarter fourth quarter it is kind of where it turned and they missed a couple shots i thought there should have been a couple fouls called but whatever <laughs> hey hey listen <laughs> I mean, you, you've been at games with me, you know, about how I feel about, you know, the refs. sometimes we were, when we went to that Montana game together, we were barking, man. Because yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> yes. So I felt like those couple missed calls led to them making a couple shots. And then that kind of just went from there. It kind of killed, I guess, not really killed the 
momentum, but in a way, and just Weaver went a little cold and that's kind of all she wrote. Um, for me, things that I liked from that one, um, specifically bench points in the Idaho game. I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a good mark. The Wildcats ended up mustering 21 points off of the bench, which is a pretty, it's a pretty high number. A lot of that was actually Charlotte Hegvold. She had 13 points off the bench, which is easily got to be her career high. I mean, that's, that's one of the best performances I've seen from her. She shot five of 10. She was one of two from three. She was two of three from the free throw line. Um, she had a couple of assists, uh, three rebounds. Like she did a lot of really nice things off the bench. And so, I mean, it's just one performance, but if it's the kind of performance, if that's a trend that can continue for, for Charlotte, a nice thing going into conference tournament time, and then also into the next season. So like that, like the bench points in the Idaho game. Also liked the defense overall. There were a lot of a lot of turnovers that the Wildcats were able to manufacture in the. Let me take a look. Which one was it specifically? Where I was like, "Wow, really? Did they really get that many?" Um, this was the Idaho game. Let me scroll down here. Uh, maybe it wasn't that. Was it the Eastern game? Yeah, they had ten steals in the Eastern game. I was like, wow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's a good freaking number. Like, good job, guys. Getting getting I know. And that's what's crazy that we only got th- scored 31 based on kind of the numbers with that. It just Yeah, it's just a terrible shooting uh mm-hmm. day. Uh, the Wildcats were only able to get I've talked about how single digit quarters, especially to start the game have really done a number on the Wildcats and they had three straight quarters of single digit scoring. They scored four in the first quarter, eight in the second quarter, nine in the third quarter. And then they finally hit 10 in the fourth quarter, but those are just abysmal numbers. They just, no wonder you got blown out by 33. It's just, you gotta score more points than that. (laughs) And the shooting that night was just Awful. So awful. The Wildcats shot 22% from the field overall. Zero. A, a, a perfect zero for 14 from three in that one. So just shooting was such an issue for them. Um, so didn't love that, uh, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I want to ask you first, what didn't you like from these three games? Well, like you mentioned, the <laughs> in Eastern Washington game, the single digits, I mean, four points in the first quarter, <laughs> like, yeah, that was nuts. Um, and then rebounding in the Eastern game, it was, and didn't write down the number, but it was, we had 33, they had 47. 47. I mean, it was just, it's crazy. Um, I feel like that was a trend this whole week that yeah. the just didn't, I don't know. They just didn't have it on the boards. They, so in Idaho game, it was 44 to 35. The uh, Wildcats losing that battle in the Northern Arizona game. It was 44 to 35 once again. And so they just got out rebounded all, yeah. all weekend, which is uncharacteristic of them. Normally they've been winning those mm-hmm. rebound battles, but this, these three games just got pummeled on the glass. Yeah. It, it was nuts. Um, and then, uh, let's see, um, points in the paint at Idaho. We had 16, they had 36. 
maybe if we would have rebounded a little better, <laughs> could have stopped their 36 points. Yeah. <laughs> um, like you mentioned, rebounds again in a edit against NAU and then assists. We had seven. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, only two three pointers, which the other two, the two conference wins that we were does have, we made six. Um, and I think I looked up during the game and saw, we only had two and I was like, okay, but we still might win this game even without getting to six. Feels like getting six, three pointers is a trend, but wasn't maybe going to be necessary in that game. I mean, yes, then it ended up being a problem and we did lose, but, um, but it looks like that's kind of all I really wrote. Just the first two games are just kind of, yeah. So I wrote in my notes, things I didn't like the entire Eastern game. Yeah. All of it. (laughs) We've said it earlier in the season, burn the tape, but like, seriously, this This one is a burn the tape situation where they shot poorly. They rebounded poorly. They didn't share the ball. Well, just there were so many problems with that Eastern game that it was just like, I never want to see it again. Yeah. (laughs) And I kind of watched it a little bit and I was just like, okay, let's, let's get to 30. And it was like, okay, we're getting to 30, like with less than a minute left in the game. I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm, this is really starting to get like embarrassment factor. It's like mm-hmm. only mustered 30 points in an entire four yeah. of basketball. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, another thing that I wrote in my notes that I didn't love was the shooting. We talked about that. Um, and I'm going to keep saying it. I didn't like the assisting. The assist numbers were terribly low. So for the NAU game, just seven assists. For the Idaho game, 10 assists. So getting to, to double figures. Better. Yeah, the Wildcats as a team right now, averaging um, 9.56 assists per game, which is dead last in the conference. So above average in the Idaho game, but then the Eastern game, once again, assisting just was a struggle. The Wildcats mustered just um, four assists in that game. Um, And part of that is shooting, right? It's like in order to get an Mm -hmm. assist, you have to make a bucket and they shot really, really poorly in the Eastern game. So not a lot of assists to be had when you're not hitting shots in general. And so, I mean, the assisting has to get better. There's at least one more game left in the season. And so, Last night when we recorded the men's show, uh, our colleague Sean Lewis on that one said, I think at this point, the Wildcats are who they are. And I think it's the same thing for the women, right? They are who they are at this point. They play the game that they play. The season is baked. There's one more game guaranteed in the conference tournament. Then come what may. It is what it is. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) At this point, it is what it is. This hope that we can have the team that played against NAU, the win against Eastern Washington, and I cannot think of a Portland State win. If that team shows up, we'll have a chance. But these, the whole rest of the conference play, that team, if that team shows up, it's lost. Like cold shooting. Like I just, theme of the season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has been a struggle shooting overall. And that NAU game saw the return of Darren Hickok, Munka. And Mm -hmm. so hopefully the time off, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure why she was off if she had an injury or something. I don't know if you had heard. Uh, I, um, a couple weeks ago, she had a boot on. Okay. So so. some sort of injury. So 
I mean, maybe an indicator of her performance, what it might look like going into the conference tournament where she played a fair number of minutes. She played 31 minutes in that final game, uh, mustered 13 points, but not her best night, but no. she's just coming back from injury. So that's what you would expect. So given, so she'll have a few more days of rest. So that game happened on Monday. So she would get then five days of rest. Well, when the Wildcats play, they play early. Yeah, I think they play early. Yeah, so they'll play on Saturday at noon. And so a fair number, four days of rest to go with that. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know what to expect from her. You know, that injury is really untimely for her. And she has been the offensive engine for this team. And I think they really missed her offensively. So yeah. I don't know what to expect. We'll just see. Yeah. I mean, that's every game. What team's going to show up? Yeah, what team's going to show up? <laughs> I don't know. So MVPs, I mean, you can name one for all three. You can name one individually, however you want to do it. Um, For I'm, Eastern Washington, like I said earlier, Jaden had almost half of our points with 12. So I'll just give it to her. Sure. Um. <laughs> Because that game was just junk to begin with. So. Yeah, I, I said no MVP. None. It was so yeah. bad that I'm, I'm saying nobody gets the MVP for that game because it was yeah. so bad. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then LT for um, the Idaho game. Yeah. Um, with her 14 points. Four of eight, um, two it, of five from three, four of four from the free throw line, got an assist, uh, got eight yeah. rebounds. Like LT almost had herself a double double, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Good game for her. Where'd that come from? <laughs> like that. Yeah, I like that. And I guess honorable mention, like you mentioned earlier, Charlotte with her 13 points. She was pretty good in that game. And then I'm going with the easy one for NAU and J-double-double. Same, J-double-double. <laughs> and, and Ava Will, uh, Williams with, you know, another honorable mention with tying her career high at 14 points. Yeah, which is great for her on senior night. Ava's one mm -hmm. of the seniors that was honored on Monday night. It was uh, Ava and uh, there was one other um, name. Vicky. And Tara. Vicky, yeah. And so those are the two seniors that were on their way out. Uh, and so honored them on Monday night with uh, their jerseys under glass and all the good stuff. And then um, it's presumed that everybody else will return next season. And so we'll see what the continuity looks like there. But as we've said there could be changes in leadership. And should that happen, that may definitely change the makeup of the locker room because um, if the head coach is gone, folks may decide that they don't want to play in Ogden anymore and they might hit the portal. So we'll see. Yep. Uh, I think probably a lot of uncertainty in the next couple of months should that happen. So that was our recap of the last three games. And now we turn our attention to Boise it's tournament time in Boise once again, Brooke. And uh, man, I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than Boise in the spring. It is just <laughs> dandy. Oh man. I love it. <laughs> Can't believe we're already at that point. Yeah. It's March. Can you believe that it's March by the way, happy St. Happy St. David's day to you. Thank you. You too. Yeah. <laughs> So for, for the listeners, if you are uh, of Welsh heritage, St. David is the patron saint of Wales. And so happy St. David's Day to you. I'm trying to remember how to say it in Welsh. Um, nah, I'm not going to. Do we? 
Nah, uh, I'm not going to try. <laughs> not going good. It's not going good. But Anyway, let's talk a little bit about the bracket now because it's set uh, after those games on Monday night wrapped up. There wasn't any confusion. There was a little bit of confusion on the men's side because they didn't know whether or not Montana State, Montana and Portland State would have to make up their game if it mm. made had an effect on seeding. Because if you remember, the the Vikings got snowed in to the Portland airport and were not able to make the flight to Missoula to play that game. And so the conference just kind of held off and said, we'll play it if we need it. They ended up not needing it. So no there. But the women, different story. They played all their games. And everything was set by the time. And surprisingly, NAU sneaks in as the number one seed. I believe I said they were a dark horse candidate for winning the conference. Mm-hmm. I believe I said those words. And so they they come in as the number one seed. They is a, is weird though because it's a three way tie at the top of the conference. So try champions of the regular season, which I don't care about the regular season championship anyway. Whatever, but three way championship tie for that and it ended up being Northern Arizona getting the number one seed followed by Montana State getting the number two seed and Sac State getting the three seed. So Sac State coming on a little bit toward the end of the season and riding the ship after a strong start, a weak middle finished up, you know, fairly strong and they ended up uh, co-champions. So Brooke, based on the the bracket, the way you've seen it, I kind of wanted to ask you, did you, did you feel like there were any, um, were there any surprises to you in the way that the seating shook out or the way that the conference slate ended? Um, kind of, I think NAU being number one kind of surprised me. Like yeah, where same. did it just, I, I just kind of figured with this season, maybe the Montanas would be kind of the top again, which they, they're near but they fell off a lot faster than I thought they were going to, especially yeah. with Montana state being the reigning champs. Yeah. And the Grizz, I think especially cause they were, they were playing really hot basketball. They were not mm-hmm. able to get, make it past Montana state in the, the last cat Grizz game in Bozeman, but the Grizz end up with the five seed. And that was like, wow, yeah. I didn't expect that. I expected them to be top three. Yeah. I think Eastern Washington has kind of come alive in the last few weeks too. Um, and then I'm kind of surprised that Weber fell off as fast as they did based on last season. So, oh, okay. I think my overall, <laughs> based on, like, based, like when, <laughs> yeah, based on last season, I didn't expect them to go from, you know, middle to very, very last and only winning two games. Yeah. I mean, totally fair, right? Cause it felt like there was upward uh, trajectory momentum after the way things went last season, winning against Sac state in the first round playing Montana state really, really well, a team that ultimately won the conference championship, but they played them well. And so like, it looked like, okay. Um, but this season just wasn't it. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's been crazy, but I think for the most part, the rest of them maybe kind of are where they should be. I don't know. (laughs) It's hard because I want Weber state to be number one and, all the way, but I feel like this this season's been weird with all the teams. No team, I mean, obviously NAU is really good, but there's no team that has really stuck out where I'm like, yep, they're they're going all the way. They've all kind of gone up and down all season long, and I mean, I think it goes to show with that three way tie at the top that it there's no real clear winner this season that I think anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. There's there's nobody that's like like you said a 
dominant team. Like on the men's side, you can say, yes, Eastern looks to be the favorite. They just came off of a massive streak. They are going into the conference tournament on a two-game losing streak, losing to Idaho State mm. on Saturday and then losing again to Montana State in Cheney on Monday night. Oh. But overall, they look to be the best team in the conference. Montana State's right there too, though. And I think that that game was, if you didn't watch it, the, the men's <laughs> game between Montana State and Eastern on Monday night, instant classic. It was a great game. Uh, I, tr- I flipped it on after our game with NAU wrapped up because it started early at 6 p.m. Mountain. Oh. And so then the the Eastern game started later because it was in Cheney's specific time. But great game. But on the women's side, it just doesn't feel that way, right? Montana State is not as dominant this season. They're still very good, but not as dominant. And NAU has not really been talked about very much. I think it was funny because uh, Skyline Sports up in Montana, they sent out a tweet before the games had started on Monday saying that uh, something to the effect of Montana State expecting to be the one seed, blah, 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 all this stuff. But then when the dust settles, NAU ends up being the number one seed because I believe, um, I I think Montana State actually lost that game. Let me me look really quickly. Look at results by team here. I think They, they did. Yeah, they lost to Eastern in the final game. Oh, yeah, because they, they announced that on the PA if you were watching the, the men's game and uh, oh. everybody cheered. And so, <laughs> yeah, because they, uh, they lost on their home floor. They lost on senior night in Bozeman. Tough, tough, tough deal. But um, so games like that, you look at it and go, I don't know. Montana State's just maybe not as good. They, they're definitely very talented, but things like that go, I don't know. And so nobody's, like you said, that dominant. So surprises for me. Yeah, NAU at the top, although I did say that I think that they're very good. I didn't. I don't think I expected them to be the one seed. Montana falling off as hard as they did. I expected them to be top three, and they're not. And Sac State riding the ship and making their way into being co-conference champions. I wouldn't have said that they'd be conference champions. I don't think I would have said those. So another surprise for me there. Yeah. Yeah, they be... Sac State beat Montana State um, on the 23rd, too. So it's been kind of a weird couple of weeks for all the teams. Yeah, everybody's kind of getting plucky here at the end, um, which if you're a coach, you like to see it. So Sac, I mean, hats off to them because they rattled off one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row. They are writing a six-game win streak into the conference tournament, starting with a win over Northern Colorado, obviously beat Weber State on the 16th beat Idaho state pretty convincingly. And then they go and they play Montana state in sack. They play Montana at sack, win both of those games fairly handily. And then it's just an absolute blowout of Portland state to wrap up the season for them on senior night. So a lot of momentum with sack right now. I said, I think I said agents of chaos. Didn't I say that, that they could be agents (laughs) of chaos six game win streak. It sure looks like they could be. Yep. <laughs> so, Brooke, looking at the bracket, then ah, the first couple of days, I think, are very, very, I don't know. It seems like they're very predictable. You know, the, the worst teams will play on Saturday. So each day of the conference tournament will have two games for each side. So the women will play two games. The men will play two games. That will happen every single day except for Wednesday, which is championship day, when the women will play their championship game at 3 p.m., the men will play later that night around like five, I think something like that, or actually it might be later because they wanted to get on ESPN 
And so the deal was that it's like an eight o'clock tip or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some, some eight or nine o'clock tip. It's like some crazy late uh, thing. And it's like, dude, nine o'clock tip mountain time yeah, on, a, on a Wednesday. Bro, I got a job. I got to go to bed, man. It's <laughs> yeah. 1030 and, and that's 10 o'clock in Tennessee, man. Like, oh, that's brutal. So we'll see how that shakes out. But in the first two days, based on the way that the bracket is set up, so Northern Colorado will play Weber in game one at noon on Saturday. Portland State will play Idaho State in game two. The winner of Northern Colorado and Weber will play NAU on Sunday at at noon. And then the winner of Portland State and Idaho State will play Montana State at 2.30 on Sunday. Brooke, based on all of those, where do you think the best chance for an upset is? Uh, I mean, does that say that Idaho State's number eight? I um, think if. Yes. Technically, like because of that, I think Idaho State could be Portland State if that's considered an upset. It, it could, right? They, they, they could. <laughs> but the, the, I think that for those first two days, that's the only thing I can really see. I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I don't think Weber is going to beat Northern Colorado. Yeah, they've had their number this year. You know, Weber mm-hmm. has Weber has played better against tougher teams than Northern Colorado, but something about that particular matchup just they haven't been able to get over the hump. Yeah. And I think if I remember right, I think the first game was kind of a blowout up in Greeley and then at home in Ogden it was like a 13-point deficit, so it was better. So, I mean, they could beat, I mean, they could be anybody if they played, you know, their best game. I guess if they play like they did against NAU, they have a chance. It's, it just, if that's the team that shows up, I think they can do it. I just don't know if they will. Yeah. So we were playing Northern Colorado at the very beginning of the conference slate in Greeley, losing that one 67 to 39. So 28 point blowout loss to Northern Colorado on the road to open conference play. Then later, like you said, in the palace, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was back on the 6th of, of February now. So nearly a month ago, 60 to 73 loss for the Wildcats. So 13 point loss. They just, I don't know. They just haven't seemed to be get over the hump. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Idaho state and Portland state, that's a more interesting matchup because yeah. Portland state, they ended up in the first matchup in Portland. They beat Idaho State by mm. one point, 48-47. Then on the return game, going to Pocatello, they lose convincingly 59-43. to And that was just a couple of weeks ago. So, if you want to call that the upset, that's, that's probably it. Yeah, that's in the next round. Eh, it's iffy to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so should Northern Colorado beat Weber state in the first round, which is probably the case. Um, I want to see how they've stacked up against Northern Arizona. Not well. Um, let me take a look here. Yeah. So the first game they played in Greeley and they lost by three. The second game they played in Flagstaff. They lost by 18. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Northern Colorado has really any advantage over NAU. They didn't beat them to, you know, a close loss and a blowout loss. Decide what you want with that. Yeah. And then for Montana State, I don't know, man. Cause like I said, they they should beat either Idaho State or 
Portland State. So they, I don't know. See, Idaho State, they're a really weird team because mm-hmm. on January 12th, Montana State in Pocatello, three point win. It's 60 to 57. Then on the return game, uh, blowout win. They win by 17. For Portland State, when they played them, Montana State was able to beat them convincingly by 12 in Bozeman. And on the return game, blew them out 31 points or uh, maybe it's 29 points. So I don't know. I don't think that there's a, a chance for a, an upset right there. I don't think it, on Sunday's games, I don't think that there's really going to be upset. If there's going to be an upset, it's on Saturday afternoon, that PSU ISU game. Yeah. Yeah. That will be a good game though. I think they're both kind of a similar, uh, like they're similar teams. Unless you feel that, you know, on, on Monday, Eastern plays Montana, SAC plays Idaho. I mean, I don't really think you can call four or five an upset unless you want to. If the Grizz beat Eastern, I guess it's an upset. Yeah. yeah. If Idaho beats SAC, that isn't, that is an upset because SAC (laughs) co-conference champions, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I don't, I... I'm going to guess I don't think Idaho will beat Sac State, but just never know. (laughs) You're right. I mean, and the thing is, when they played them this season, they lost both games. The first one, they got got doused pretty good, lost by double digits. The second game in Moscow, they lost by seven. So I can't look at that and be like, oh, yeah, no, there's a chance. Like, eh, Idaho just hasn't played their best basketball this season. Yeah, they dropped off too. I guess that's another surprising thing that they kind of went downhill a little bit too. Yeah, because I expected them to be a team that contended for the conference championship the way that they kind of ended last season. Yeah. And it just did not materialize this year. They were just, that was underwhelming. Yeah. So Brooke, um, I don't know, which side of the bracket do you feel is tougher this year? Top half with, you know, NAU and Eastern and the Grizz or the bottom half with Montana State, Sac State, and Idaho? Mm, oh, I kind of want to say, I kind of want to say the top with NAU and just East, well, the Grizz too, but mostly just Eastern Washington and how they've been playing lately. Um, but then you look at Sac State and Idaho. <laughs> So I, and I guess I, Montana State. <laughs> yeah, I'm of the opinion the bottom is a tougher because it feels like Montana State and Sac State are playing their best their best basketball right yeah. now. And should they handle business in their respective games, they would face each other on the semi in the semifinal game on yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon at two thirty, and that's that's going to be must watch television, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, if those two teams square off, oof, I think it's going to be great because they both got size, they both have dynamic guards. I, I don't know, man, that's going to be a great game. Um, yeah. So I think the bottom. Yeah, they both have their good and bad, I think. <laughs> so Brooke, when the dust settles, who do you think goes dancing? If you're making your prediction. Shaking Waldo's magic eight ball. No, don't do it because the Waldo's magic eight ball is just so, so salty. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. This is tough. I know my answer. 
but I want to hear yours first. Hmm. I'm just going to do something random and say Eastern Washington. <laughs> what? <laughs> that know. is random because that's not who I would have picked. Like Eastern. <laughs> they did just beat Montana State on the road. That's a huge win for them on senior night in Bozeman, you know, stealing their joy. But I don't know if that's enough to carry them through to the championship. <laughs> I don't know. They might be able to beat NAU. I, I think that they probably could beat NAU. If they beat the Grizz, they have a good chance of beating NAU, I think, because NAU is not overpowering. I mean, like we yeah. just saw, Weber State, mm-hmm. who's been cellar dwellers for the entire conference slate, played a pretty close game until the fourth quarter when the shooting went cold and ended up losing by like 10. Yeah, and that's kind of why I didn't really want to say NAU just because of that game. I was like, yes, they're good, but Weber's not. <laughs> for me, I think it's Sac State. Yeah, They got all the momentum. Uh, and I think I really do believe that if Sack, if Sack and Montana State face off in the semifinal, and Sack wins that game to go to the conference championship game, it's over, man. Like I just think that with that kind of momentum going into that game, like it, it's team of destiny stuff. Like NAU, just I'd be stunned if NAU played Sack in the championship game and Sack lost. Like yeah. at that point, yeah. they'd have so much momentum. They'd be on an eight-game win streak. It would just be. I don't know. And I don't know that it didn't. I don't know that NAU has the the personnel to deal with Isnel Nadabo, who's very physical. Yeah. She's a very physical rebounder. She's very good with her, her back to the basket. Like she is tough to deal with down low. And I don't know that NAU has as an answer for her. Plus, uh, Kalaja Dean is, she's good. She's a really yeah. dynamic guard. And so. I don't know, man. I think Sac State, even though I said NAU, yeah. now I'm sort of I know. drifting away and I'm saying the Hornets, even though I really don't like them because they're a green team. I know. Yes. Yes. Um, and I know like maybe a week or two ago, we both said NAU, but after watching them against Weber, I... Yeah, that kind of that kind of like doused my, uh, my feelings yeah. there because yes, they're the number one seed. They squeak in there, but it didn't give me a lot of confidence the way that they played against Weber. Mm-mm. With Darren Hickok um, coming back off of an injury, Weber not playing probably the worst week of basketball I think that they've had, and that's saying something this season, which has mm-hmm. been a really, really tough one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I think you're right with Sac State. I think they're they got hot again at the right time because yeah. I think there was kind of a lull in in the middle there that they kind of weren't as good, but they've, yeah, they've shot right back up. So I think, yeah, I think you've got a good prediction there. Yeah. Cause like Zach starts the conference slate on a four game win streak then kind of goes with loss, win, win, loss, 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 win, loss. And then bam, they get hot, close it out on a six game win streak. Could it be team of destiny stuff? Yeah, could be. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our uh, analysis uh, then of Big Sky and Boise. Get your tickets. Go to BigSkyAndBoise.com. Check it out. So, Brooke, Wildcat Rants, what is the thing that is really just not the best in your opinion right now? Okay, so I think I've said these all before, but... Then this one, this person's kind of random. 
but where the heck is Waldo Ban all season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they did you notice they redid the mask, the face? Yeah, and I don't like it. <laughs> that was weird to me. I was like, why did they do that? I thought it was fine I, before, but I, yeah, I love, yeah, and he was, I went to the men's game actually on Saturday night, and I was just kind of like, he looks kind of weird. But also nice to see him at men's games. <laughs> yeah, the band is back. Got yeah. Waldo at the men's games. I mean, things are things are popping on that side. Yeah, and Waldo has not been to a single women's game. And, you know, I also noticed at the men's game, he didn't, he interacted a little bit with fans, but not like in the past. In the past, he's taken selfies with every single person. Oh, yeah. It was, I always get my Waldo selfie. If he's around, I'm yeah. getting one. It's the best. Yeah. And he just hasn't done that this year. I don't, this basketball season. So I don't know what has happened if different person or what, but it was kind of weird to not see him, at especially the field trip game. Like that's a yeah. prime game to, to be at. Um, so just kind of a random one. Cause I just don't get it. But uh, the other thing is I've mentioned a million times is recruiting. Uh, so if if there is a coaching change, I hope the new coach will focus on recruiting here. Not I'm not saying 100% recruitment in Utah, but get a few players from Utah. It'll bring fans. Um, we had 192 people at the last game. Like that's no senior night. That's family yeah, members showing see? up. Some of them flying in from wherever just to yeah. you know see. Ava Williams and Vicky Parra maybe a little tough for Vicky because her family, you know, she's from Valencia, but like, yeah, 192 is not a great number for senior night. Yep. And I've mentioned this before, but Utah Tech had eight players from Utah and that their crowd was probably like 95%, like the crowd that was there. I can't remember the number that was there that night, but I bet 95% of the people were for Utah Tech. Um, I can tell you right now how many people were there for that Utah Tech game. And I keep harping on that game because I remembered it being eight players because I thought that was nuts. But I mean, that was a good crowd. It just was for the away team, which sucked. Um, and I mean, that recruitment will go into attendance and maybe maybe we'll get more people because... 192 people at senior night is just not good. <laughs> yeah. So 953 there that night for the That's... Utah Tech game. Um, in terms of home games, just kind of looking through here. Now we're into the conference slate. The Idaho game was the most. 1,200 people showed up on January mm. 26th to watch the Wildcats play Idaho. That was um, the field trip game. That was the field trip game. Okay. Um, no, that's an away game. That's uh, that's an away game. Well, so, yeah, man. I mean, that's it. It just, yeah, 192. So that Utah Tech game, second best aside from, well, the best if you take out the, the field trip game. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, uh, no joke, it was all for Utah Tech because there were so many family members there. Mm. It just... You know, one, even one, two players, that's, you know, five to 10 people per player, maybe. I mean, that's five to 10 more people than you have regularly. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I've never understood that, but hopefully if there is a coaching change, maybe they will focus on recruitment. Um, and then the last thing is 
normally I complain about this on social media, but I haven't this year, but big sky refs are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Are they ever. (laughs) I, they drive me crazy. And when I, I think it's pretty bad when I can walk into the arena and see who's refing and go, Oh crap know what kind of game this is going to be. So yep. I don't know, maybe big sky needs to look at their thing because if Damn. I'm recognizing them, recognizing them, then you got a problem. <laughs> Pay them more, get some better refs. Yes. Just crazy. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all my ranting. <laughs> all right. So my rant is uh, not related and, um, and, it, and it's this. So the, um, so there's a bridge here in Nashville that, uh, that crosses the, the Cumberland river, uh, it's the Korean, uh, war veterans Memorial bridge and it has LEDs on it. So you can, you'll see like for Preds games, it'll be white and yellow for Titans games, white and blue St. Patrick's day. They turn it all green. There's, there's all kinds of stuff they do with that bridge, right? All kinds of stuff. So they have a form that if you live in the, in Davidson County, which is basically you know, all think of it. If if Salt Lake City and Salt Lake County were one entity, that's the way it is here in Nashville. Mm. The county and the city are the same entity, and so Davidson County is Nashville. And you can submit if you're a resident. You can submit on this form to say, "Hey, uh, we'd like to light up the bridge this day for whatever reason." And so, like, there are lots of things like Alzheimer's awareness, you know, um, mm. History Month, domestic violence, that kind of stuff. Like, they're they have it all in this calendar, right? March the first. Still recording this on March the 1st as St. David's Day. And so, hey, uh, there are a lot of Welsh folks who migrated from Wales to eastern Tennessee and built uh, the mining operations out there in the Great Smoky Mountains, so much so that there was a point where the largest employer in Knoxville was a Welsh-owned company. And so the Welsh have a pretty prominent part of Tennessee in history. So I submitted the form. I said, hey, you should change the, the bridge to white, green, and red for St. David's Day because there's this, you know, long history in the state of the Welsh immigrants coming and being part of mining operations and railroads and steel and all that, all the industrial stuff that they brought with them. No response. And as far as I know, no change to the color of the bridge today. And that really pisses me off, dude. <laughs> like, like, not only did you, it's not like there was something better happening. You just didn't like the thing that I sent. Like, come on, man. Mm. So that is my wildcat rant. Like, honor the Welsh people of this of this state, man. Holy yeah. cow. So that's wildcat rants. All right, now let's look at the upcoming schedule. We'll give you an idea of what it's going to look like in Boise. So like we said, Saturday, March 4th, Northern Colorado will take on Weber State at noon, Mountain Standard Time. Then later that afternoon, Portland State takes on Idaho State at 2.30. All of these games will be at Idaho Central Credit Union Arena, which is right downtown in Boise. It's part of the Grove Hotel, if you know where that is. Um, It's connected to that hotel. It's a great spot. It's a great venue. Get down there and check it out. Then Sunday, March 5th, early in the morning, we have the women's basketball alumni reception that Janie Nadolsky told us about uh, about a week or so ago. And so if you want to RSVP to that, the link to do so is in the description of this podcast. That'll be at 10 a.m. at White Dog Brewing. Um, so get your tickets at the link in the description. Show up, support, uh, rub elbows with some Wildcat alumni who have, uh, well, 
I don't know. I think Wildcats. Yeah, Jane actually told me that the one of the very first people to RSVP was a Wildcat, and so there will be Wildcats there. Make sure that you're one of them. Then uh, more college basketball gets going. NAU versus Northern Colorado or Weber. Whoever wins that game from Saturday, they'll face the number one seed at noon Mountain Standard Time. Then later at two thirty, Montana State will play the winner of Portland State or Idaho State. Then we move to Monday. Now where the four, five, and the three, six will play. So Eastern, the four seed will play Montana, the five seed at noon, and Sac State, the three seed will play Idaho, the six seed at two thirty. Um, and then if you listen to the men's show, you know that the men play at five and it's five. It's like it's like five thirty and eight, or five and eight thirty, something like that. Anyway, so that's the way it's going to be shaping up. Then semifinals will be on Tuesday. Championship game will be on Wednesday. Obviously, that's pretty far into the bracket. We don't know how that's going to shape up. So just know that those games are happening and you can get your tickets at BigSkyAndBoise.com. You can buy a session pass where you can buy. You can just show up and they'll let you into all the sessions. So you want to watch women's play, the women women's teams play. You want to watch the men's teams play. You can buy a pass for all that stuff. You can find out more information at Big Sky and Boise if you want to stay uh, at the same hotel as the team. Information is on the same website. And then also the fan zone, which is conveniently White Dog Brewing. Uh, that is also information on how to get there is on that website. So BigSkyAndBoise.com. That's your spot. So email us, WeaverStateWeekly at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. Brooke Minnick, want to thank you so much for chatting women's hoops with me all season long. Uh, we'll have at least one more show to talk about the results of the conference tournament. And then uh, who knows what after that. So, Brooke Minnick, thank you so much. We'll wrap it up like we always do. Weaver State, Weaver State. Great. Great, great. Go Wildcats. Wildcats.